The new Super Beats Heart Chews Advanced is now supercharged with CoQ10. Support your healthy CoQ10 levels and blood pressure with two chews a day. Visit RadioBeatsBeets.com and save 15% with promo code DEAL. You're listening to Washington Post Live's weekly conversation series with cultural pioneers and changemakers on race in America. Welcome to Race in America on Washington Post Live. I'm Nicole Dunka, an investigative reporter at the Washington Post. And today our guest is the breakout star of the NHL season. Uh, please welcome Dallas Wings left winger, uh, Jason Robertson. Hey. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. So this last Saturday, your team beat the Las Vegas Golden Knights. Congratulations. But even more besides winning after scoring during that overtime shootout, you've now made 35 goals after 59 appearances. Can you tell us, give us a little more perspective on just how extraordinary that is? I mean, that's a really great showing. Um, can you talk a little bit about what the average score um, for a player would be in a season and also how it felt knowing that you had basically made that many points this season? Well, yeah, I mean, definitely it's not easy scoring the NHL. Um, obviously the best uh, league in hockey, but um, fortunate enough, I have a lot of players around me who um, are elite players and uh, allow me to, to try to find places to score goals and trying to produce. And um, yeah, it's not a, not an easy league, but definitely when you have a team as good as uh, I have around me, uh, makes it uh, a little more easy. So it's definitely... Uh, a privilege to be on the team here. Yeah, and this has been such a breakout season. You're one of the top scorers. How has your game changed since you first started playing in the NHL and how do you contribute or how do you attribute that to your current success? Yeah, well, I mean, definitely as a younger player in your first league in the NHL, you always have that uh, little shyness, that little tippiness. <laughs> Um, something that comes natural with every young guy. Um, and eventually you earn that confidence uh, throughout uh, each year you're in the NHL and uh, learning how the league works, how the players are, and how everything is uh, uh, operates. And then eventually you kind of click and uh, you know find your uh, find your stance and find your game. And um, for a player like me, it, it kind of took uh, took a little bit of time, maybe a year or two, but then once I hit my stride, it kind of uh, that confidence and that swagger you have built inside of you kind of takes over. And um, like I said, being on a great team I am right now, it uh, makes it easier for me. And you recently appeared in your first NHL All-Star team as a member of the Central Division. You made it to the finals against the Atlantic Division. Can you tell us a little bit about that experience and what it was like? Yeah, well, it was, it was an awesome experience to be able to do that. Um, I think the best part is representing um, not only the team, but uh, the state of Texas, uh, as we like to say, it's, uh, Texas hockey. So uh, it's pretty humbling to be that one representative coming to the event and um, being able to showcase what we do down here in, the, in Dallas and in Texas. So that, that's definitely humbling. But obviously going there as a, as a hockey fan and a hockey nerd growing up, seeing all the players and the talent, that's there. It's something that uh, you've always dreamed of when you were a little kid. And um, to eventually uh, achieve that uh, milestone in your career, it's definitely uh, a big, uh, big milestone. And I'm glad my family was there to uh, take that in and enjoy the weekend with me. 
Yeah, I'd love go love to go to your family and back to the beginning of when you were growing up. Your father was a big hockey fan. I mean, is that where you got your love of the game? Yeah, so my dad uh, my dad was born in Michigan, so it's a little more uh, hockey uh, hockey based as opposed to California. But um, when we moved to California, my dad's dad was a big fan of the LA Kings and. Uh, eventually, we had season tickets to to the LA Kings down there, and um, you know I think it's was one of those things where you go and you keep going, you just fall in love with the game, and eventually want to get on the ice. And uh, once that all clicked together, uh, you know we kind of found in love for the game and uh, continued on and uh, pursued a hockey career. And you've said your parents kind of set you on this path to success. Can you talk a little bit more about what they did to make sure that you could be where you are today? Yeah, well, uh, I think a lot of things are attributed to my parents. Um, they laid a, definitely a lot of sacrifices um, from moving from California to Detroit, um, from moving to Detroit to Toronto to live with me, um, to bring us to the rink, to keep me going, to keep pushing us to. Uh, to get to do, get to do what we want. I mean, at the end of the day, um, without their constant support, and um, they knew more than than I did at one point what I wanted, and uh, they were able to keep supporting me, encouraging me to to continue playing hockey, to keep working hard. And uh, eventually, when I was 15, 16, it kind of clicked in. You know, this is it. But uh, I'm so grateful for them to be able to not only make those sacrifices, but to continue to push us and um, really open our eyes uh, to what we wanted to do. And um, it's just so awesome that um, I can only repair my continuing to play at this level, um, loving what I do. And uh, yeah, a lot of it is attributed to my parents. And you grew up with your brother as well, who also is a professional player. What was that like having this family just completely, you know, basically all over hockey, thinking about hockey all the time? Yeah, so my little brother Nick, uh, he's with the Toronto Maple Leafs. I also have an older brother Michael who played hockey until he was about eighteen. But um, so, but Nick and I, you know, we go way back uh, because he kind of felt found that same path as I did, moving to Toronto to pursue hockey. And uh, once my older brother stopped playing, we kind of knew it was just us two, um, really carrying that uh, you know weight of making that NHL. And um, he's kind of always. You know, I wouldn't say following my footsteps because he's had his own path, but definitely uh, being two years older, I kind of learned a little more things quicker. And he kind of had that uh, slight advantage of having an idea of what it's going to take or, or what the process is. So um, we were able to build that um, bond and that connection together over these past, you know, how many, however many years. And um, like I said, you know, it's not only great for me being able to repay my parents by being in the NHL, but to, to have two brothers in the NHL, I mean, um, it just goes to show like how, you know, how much we put in and how much our parents will put in and um, to be able to to have two kids in the NHL is I'm sure a dream for my mom and dad. And um, it's as much as we can do to repay them. I'm sure they're so proud of you, and I'd love to ask a little bit more about your identity and being Filipino-American. When you were drafted in 2017 by the Dallas Stars, you were only the second Filipino-American to be playing in the league. And then, of course, your brother followed after that with the Toronto Maple Leafs. I mean, what has this moment been like for your family from that perspective? Uh, well, it's kind of opened up a lot of... Uh... 
you know, I is from my mom's side of the family, um, the Filipino side. Um, you know, before that, uh, they had kind of had a vague idea of what hockey was. Um, you know, we they kind of didn't really know what it was. You know, we'd come to some games, but um, it's funny now, like uh, the whole side of my mom's side, they watch every game and uh, they're so into it now. And, you know, they'll text me and uh, they'll text my mom and they'll get together. And, you know, they, they didn't know anything about hockey. So um, what's incredible, the fact that, uh, my mom's side of the family, my Filipino side, was already close, but uh, the fact that they have hockey now to watch us play, uh, to bond and to talk about that, uh, it just increased um, that level of uh, how close they are. So um, that's fantastic, and um, I'm really glad that uh, they can do that, and we have something to relate to. And, you know, sometimes they come down to Dallas and then watch games, so um, definitely it's a, a special, um, special thing in our family for sure. You had mentioned the Los Angeles Kings before. Um, when you last played them, actually, you were able to beat them, and it was during Filipino Heritage Night, in fact. I mean, so what was that like, that moment for you? Yeah, so definitely it was a special time, um, Filipino Night. I mean, I got the whole suite for, for that side of the family. You know, 20, 25 people came. Uh, a lot of player people wow. from my family haven't really made a lot of games a couple times in uh, L.A., but. Like I said, it was a great opportunity for all of them to come together at once and uh, to watch hockey and watch me play. And uh, I was able to score that game too. So that, that was a neat moment. And um, definitely we were able to get the win too. So it was, it was, it was a great moment. Um, hopefully I have plenty more nights like that in, in LA as uh, my career goes along. But um, especially when they were able to, to be there and, and watch the game. And I remember uh, coming after the game, you know, on the concourse and seeing two couple dozen people, uh, in Roberts and jerseys, you know, they're all waiting for me and cheering for me. It's good. Uh, it's, you know, it's, it's kind of a moment you can't really explain how much that means to you and not only to me, but you know, my grandmother and, and my mom. And, um, it's just so important and it's, it's such a, you know, great experience. And the NHL is obviously a predominantly white league, um, but in past interviews, your mom, Mercedes, has said, you know, you didn't really think about yourselves except as American boys. What has it been like being in the NHL as a Filipino American and realizing a lot of people are paying attention to your identity now? Yeah, I think it's something that's kind of um, really special. I mean, you know, you see all the players here, you know, like you said, they're predominantly white, but um, the thing that, you know, I kind of have an advantage for is that little kids, you know, even at games, um, you know, wear wake signs saying, oh, I want to be like you and, uh, you know, see them after the game and everything. And um, to be one of the few people that were able to do that, it's definitely a huge, uh, you know, huge honor. And uh, I wouldn't say pressure, but there's a lot of uh, eyes looking towards you to, to be the best uh, professional, you know, not only on the ice, but off the ice. And, um, you know, that's something my mom and my dad both kind of told me when I was drafted, you know, this is important, but, um, and they've and they always had that though. They've always wanted me for me to be professional off the ice and, you know, be presenting well and be a nice person and a good role model and always uh, maintain the, the foundation and uh, the ideas that got me this far. So if I can, uh, if I can do that and continue to do that and be a nice role model for those kids, um, it's definitely something that I can try to take advantage of, uh, of my statue and uh, where I am in my career. Yeah, you're obviously opening uh, the eyes of a lot of Filipinos who may not have 
paid attention to the game before. I mean, what was that like? How did you think about your Filipino-American identity when you were younger? Are you a little surprised by how much it has become a part of talking about your game, basically, now that you're in the NHL? Yeah, so it's kind of, you know, it was a weird scenario. You know, when I'm back in California, there's a big uh, Asian community. So uh, when I was playing hockey, there were, um, you know, a lot of Asian hockey players. So I, I didn't think anything of it. You know, I just wanted to play hockey. And uh, when I moved to Michigan, I kind of noticed that that wasn't really the case. But um, I, I kind of understood, like, you know, the logistics and everything and uh, how big the community there is in California compared to the rest of the country. So, uh, but, you know, now now when I got drafted, that's kind of, like you said, when I uh, really found out how, how big of a, you know, transition it is from being, um, you know, a kid uh, who just plays hockey to a role model who is not only for the NHL and uh, playing, but off the ice being, uh, you know, Asian American uh, influence uh, towards a lot of people. So, like I said, it's uh, humbling and, uh, you know, it's a huge honor. And, you know, I'm not alone, though. I have my brother there uh, there with me. So it's, uh, it's nice we have uh, that in common. And we have an audience question from Cora Yamamoto in Hawaii. She asks, what are the explicit and implicit barriers and biases you and others have faced being a non-white hockey player from learning, clubs, school teams, recruitment, the minors to the NHL? Yeah, so, you know, like I said, I, I was, you know, I was in California, so I never dealt with anything. Um, I always had, it was always predominantly uh, a, lot of, a lot of Asian players, so I never dealt with that. And, um, you know, fortunately enough, I think that uh, I think the hockey community is is the best, uh, you know, the most, you know, inclusive community there is. Uh, I never had any issues with that. My brother and my other brother never had any issues. So very lucky. And uh, I know there's some issues with that. And of course, it's not uh, it's not OK. And, you know, nobody condones that. But uh, fortunately enough that um, from where I'm from and I've never dealt with any type of thing. and. Uh, it's just, it's great because hockey. I think hockey is one of the best. is is the best sport in the world, and um, all the people I respect, uh, all the players, I have a lot of respect for. Are you hearing from a lot of other Asian Americans who maybe hadn't been uh, tuned into hockey as little kids? You know, they're seeing it more now because you're in the spotlight. Yeah, definitely. I think that's the best part. I mean, uh, I think. Um, not only being an Asian American, but the fact that you could be someone who grows the game of hockey is uh, definitely a huge, tremendous honor. And uh, what a great perk it is to be to be a role model for for kids who, you know, they don't really think about hockey as being a, a sport that you know Asian Americans could play. But um, when they see uh, you know a guy playing on the Dallas Stars, uh, playing hockey at the biggest stage, uh, doing that, you know, they could uh, definitely see that and, and think about what the what options they can do and opportunities and I do see it sometimes you know uh, whether that be a direct message a DM on on social media or a sign during the game you know we just started playing hockey because he because he because he likes you or he looks like you and he wants to be like you so um, I think those are the most touching moments definitely when you can influence a kid's uh, you know life maybe if he wants to go to the hockey uh, pursue hockey but um, really just grow the game and, and whatever, you know, diverse uh, section, you know, it doesn't even have to be Asian American, it could be, you know, Hispanic uh, or whatnot, just anywhere. You know, if I can grow the game 
I'm sure the NHL would love that. And, um, you know, I'm glad that I, I have that, uh, that special uh, opportunity to do that. And you talked a lot about, you know, growing up in L.A. where obviously there's a big Asian population, but then your family did move back to you know, where your father's from, to Michigan, obviously a little less diverse there. I mean, what was that like um, as a child going from a really, a really diverse place and then going to uh, Michigan? Yeah, so I don't think it was a big transition. Um, you know, we, we, we understood like, I think I had a good idea when I was younger that it is kind of, you know, it's not um, outside of California. It wasn't really common to have that big of a community. So when we moved to Michigan, it was, um, you didn't see as many, but, you know, I think the biggest thing uh, that we had was uh, when we all moved, we moved together as a family. So we were always so close together that we didn't really, we kind of blocked out, blocked out a lot of the outside, uh, you know, things, you know, we just kept the tight knit group, tight knit family. And um, that's something how, my mom always wanted us to be as so close together as a family. So when we moved from California to Michigan, we had no problem transitioning because, um, you know, we, we, we knew, you know, we had each other's backs and it, it didn't matter uh, whatever circumstance we were going to because we were all so close together. And you talked a little bit about when you finally started realizing that the NHL was something you could do. Um, I mean, what was that like when it really started becoming this is something that my entire career is going to be based uh, around. And this is my dream that could actually come true. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't say uh, when I moved from California to Michigan, I was 10. Uh, I wouldn't say then that it was kind of, uh, you know, you kind of know what you want to do. Uh, you're 10 years old. You're kind of, you know, you don't really know what you're doing. So that's, that's something, like I said, my parents kind of made that decision for us. We, can, we knew we wanted to play hockey. We didn't know how far we could go. Uh, I don't even think my you know parents knew how far we could go. We didn't know how to get to the NHL. We don't know what you needed to do. All you knew, all they knew, is that we loved to play hockey. That's what we wanted to do, and we wanted to um, keep playing. So, I think when I was probably you know twelve, thirteen, um, playing, and, and you start to realize the routes and, and what way you get to the NHL, you start to digest the options, and um, when you start to see the plan and, and the journey and how you could achieve that goal, uh, then you start putting your mind to it. And, um, really digging down and uh, going to work and um, really finding those ways. And eventually, you know, you find the process and you follow the journey and keep working hard. And uh, I mean, this is one example of me, but also that the example of my little brother. And um, It's cool that we kind of have a similar story, but a couple, couple you know, dif differentials and um, a little bit different. So we have two mm -hmm. different stories and towards the same goal. How's the sibling rivalry there? Are you always keeping each other updated on each other's games and just basically talking a lot about being in the NHL? Yeah, so, you know, unfortunately, my brother, um, my brother's season ended, ended a couple months ago. He, um, he you know, flew out of shoulder. And, uh, but, uh, you know, before that, we were always in communication when he was in the NHL. I still talk to him all the time. You know, we play video games together. We, uh, screw around on uh, social media and all that stuff. So we still have that close relationship. Um, it's something where it, it will never break because, you know, we've gone through so many things together. You know, we trained over the summer together. You know, we went through COVID together, the COVID, um, the lockdown. So we were training together in like our, in our house together. So we had that. And um, he made the NHL. He played in the playoffs, you know, before me. And 
then I made it. And so all these different things. So it's awesome. And, um, you know, I look forward to the summer. We train together and we live together and, and, you know, just do everything together. So it's not a lot of things that a lot of brothers can do. So um, we make it very special. And, uh, yeah, we have a lot of fun. And one uh, in the past you've said you see athletes and role models that are of your heritage and you definitely believe that you can do it, that there's no barrier. Do you feel, you talked a little bit about it, but do you feel that responsibility to be a role model? And uh, you said it wasn't quite pressure, but what does that feel like? Yeah, no, I, I don't, you know, there's definitely no pressure, but there's obviously a standard you got to withhold. And uh, fortunate enough for me, uh, I like to think that that's, that's what I've always been. You know, I'm not changing myself. I'm not um, making myself, you know, look what I'm not. You know, I'm always an easygoing guy, but um, I always show up. I don't uh, want to screw around. And uh, I always have respect for everyone. Just be respectful, working hard. Always, you know, I always like to think I'm working hard and um, just being a good teammate um just being good to the media just just being a good just a good Samaritan good person um that's something that I've grown I've always been like that um, my parents taught me that when I was really young so it's not like I'm changing anything so there's not no pressure on that but um definitely uh, I have to maintain that uh sort of standard to to try to be a good professional and role model for kids growing up and trying to show them you know it, it's what it needs you really you know if you want to be an NHL you got to be a great person so that's especially not even just in NHL but in life you got to be a great person hardworking, you know and everything and um so that's that's what I want to do and growing up who were your role models in the game and in the sport yeah so I didn't really have a lot of role models you know there was a lot of hockey a lot of different things um you know obviously I think that my biggest role model was my dad um forget the sport but um you know he you know, he uh, he really worked, you know, he's worked his butt off to get to where he is. And he's so passionate about what he does and who he cares for. Um, it's something that I've grown over the years in my 20s to start to realize how much he did for people, uh, for his family and everything, and how much he cared and how much he really wants us to, to succeed. So, um, I mean, no disrespect to my mom. She's my role model, too. But um and I love her very much. I know, so I hope my mom doesn't get she she understands. But my dad definitely, um, it, it just it's just something where you you see my dad. I see my dad all the time, and uh, growing up, and how much work he put in for us. And and my mom did the same thing too. But uh, my dad definitely uh, he's he's my biggest role model. And you know, you're still in the playoffs. How is this moment? right now this experience of being there right now to be at the top of your game still playing right now yeah well i mean every game is important so you can't take a night off and that's what the best part is you know the beginning of the season uh, things you're trying to spill things out and at the latter part of the year uh every game's every point is, is crucial and um we are able to do that with a full you know house of fans every game so that's the best part we have this full support of our our city behind us and um all we can do is keep pushing forward and eventually get to the playoffs where um that's obviously the best part of hockey is getting to the playoffs and i was able to experience that last year and to get a an idea of how it is down in dallas and uh, yeah this the stadium was electric and the fans were buzzing and uh it's just an awesome feeling you know playing the playoffs and, and winning games at home 
Well, thank you so much. I'm so glad we were able to talk about your amazing career. You're just at the beginning and you're going to do so much. So thank you for sharing with us on this Race in America series. Yeah, absolutely. No, thank you for having me. Thanks for listening. To always stay up to date with the series, subscribe to Washington Post Live's Race in America on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen.